Welcome to Bear Conversations, a podcast of the Bear Creek School in Redmond, Washington. I'm Patrick Carruth, Bear Creek's president and headmaster for nearly 15 years. In today's episode, I'm talking with Varsity Boys basketball head coach and middle school PE teacher, Tyler Mendezona, about how physical activity develops the character of students. Tyler, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. We were just talking um, before we came on air about your time at Northwest University and kind of your connections here to the area. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So my dad actually coached basketball at Northwest years ago. Um, and so some of the some of our faculty here actually were at school while he was coaching okay. there, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so then I ended up going there in college. I played basketball there and met my wife there. She was on the women's team. I was on the guys team and I had a great experience at Northwest. And from there kind of went on to, to Kings and coach basketball mm-hmm. and another Christian school and, and then found my way here. How was your experience at Northwest playing basketball? It was awesome. I mean, it was great. I met some of my very best friends, got to, you know, get a Christian education. And obviously it's it's great because I met the love of my life there as well. And so that was that was fun. But being able to play basketball at a high level was just fantastic. It was a great experience. We were we happen to be really good. And so that always helps when you when we're winning. So <laughs> what position yeah. did you play? I was point guard, shooting guard. So nice. I was kind of a, they call it nowadays a three and D. So oh. shoot the three, play good defense. So that's kind of <laughs> what I did. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, that's fun. a lot of fun. Did you play any other sports or are you into other athletics? You know, I, I only played basketball. My dad coached college and professional. Mm. Uh, all three of my sisters played. It's just in our blood. But now... I used to hate running, but I, I run now. So I, I oh. run, I've ran a couple of marathons this year and it's kind of what I do now. Uh, how you have five K's or full marathon? Full 26 miles. Ooh. Where did you do them? Uh, I did one in Nevada. Okay. And then my most recent I did in Snohomish. So local. Yep. Yeah. The one in Nevada, was that at altitude oh, or? It was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, I think I started at 4,000 feet and climbed to 7,000. Oh, wow. And it was like 30 degrees and 27 mile an hour winds. It was up in a canyon. It was, it was fun. Was that a challenge for you? Oh, so challenging. Yeah. But like, I love, I love it. That's cool. So what brought you to Bear Creek? How did you find out about Bear Creek and how did you make your way here? I didn't always know, but as I got older, I kind of knew I wanted to be a basketball coach. So I want to impact, you know, students and young athletes through basketball. And as I got older, I saw the value more in the teaching aspect as well. Mm -hmm. And so the job opened up here for the basketball position. And that's all that was open at that point. And there were some positions with PE and I talked to the former middle school division head and Karen and mm-hmm. you and Chad, uh, you know, at first I was iffy about the coaching. And then we said, well, well, let's, you know, what if we build into this PE position as well and prayed about it, talked to my wife and it ended up being, I mean, up to this point, the best, one of the best decisions <laughs> as uh, in my adult life that I made. And it's a good, a good decision on our end as well. <laughs> You've had quite an impact on a lot of our students. So let's talk a little bit about basketball and just what your thinking and philosophy is around basketball and, and students and, and how those two things come together. I just think so much character is revealed through athletics. Mm. And my specialty happens to be basketball. It's fitness and education through through PE as well. But for the basketball side, I just think my passion lies in the character 
that is developed through sports. And I know you've coached and, and you know this as well, that mm -hmm. that's the wins will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. If the kids play the right way, they have high character, they're great teammates, they love each other. And so I really geek out over that side of it. And the X's and O's are great and I love it as well. And I'm very passionate about that, but that's kind of my individual growth, you know, that I can grow and, and make sure they're in the right place on the court. But the other side of it is just trying to help these young men become stronger, become closer to God, and, you know, eventually one day be great employees, be great husbands, be great fathers. And that's that's the end goal for me for for basketball. Yeah, you you said the revealing character, and I don't know, I heard some coach say that once, and it really stuck with me too, that sports doesn't automatically build character, that it reveals character, and it's the way you go about doing the sports that develops the character. You have to be thoughtful and intentional about mentoring students into that place. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds, sounds like that's something that you very much believe in. How does that translate into the classroom, like with fifth through eighth graders? I imagine that's different. I mean, you don't just have boys, you have boys and girls. And so how does that work? You know, basketball, they are choosing to do that sport, right? Whereas in PE, they have a class, maybe there's a unit that they're not comfortable in. And I think through that, it's a challenge and that builds character as well, right? Like I'm doing something that I may not be great at, or I might not think I'm great at. And I have to work through it. I have to have a great attitude. And I think through that is kind of where the similarities lie. We're big on in PE trying to teach the kiddos how to treat one another and themselves with mm -hmm. grace, with humility, winning or losing, right? Mm -hmm. And to understand that in PE, we're, we're learning how to kind of put our mind and our body together and work and create kind of, I'm trying to create a passion for exercise, right? And uh -huh. fitness and health, um, as well as have fun. And at the end of the day, I say this and my students will probably be able to repeat it. I say, no matter what the game, no matter what the activity, you're not winning or losing a gold medal for your country. You're here <laughs> to better yourself in a little bit in fitness and have a great experience. And I think that sits with them and they understand like, okay, it's bigger than just what we're, whatever activity we're doing, we're growing in, in, in our faith as well. So has, has the fitness and faith thing always been a part of your life? And do the, how do you see those two things fitting together? Yes, it, I've been passionate about it. I think growing up in a house that, where athletics was, you know, a big focus as mm -hmm. well. And I think how it's translated into my teaching is that we have a philosophy in, in the PE department that, you know, God has given us this one body. And there's a fine line between obsessing over it mm. and just taking care of it. And so part of what we teach is just where is that line and what does that mean to take care of this body? Because God gave it to us. God mm -hmm. gave us this body and and we need to make sure we're eating healthy. We need to make sure that we're taking care of our heart. We need to just understand what is basic exercise and, and what does that look like for me individually? And so we have units that we talk about heart health and we talk about our cardiovascular system and we talk about nutrition and they come up with nutrition plans. And <laughs> it's super fun because I think it, it sets them up for the future. And I get so much feedback from parents that say, well, goodness, they're making better decisions in the kitchen, <laughs> but I've been telling them for years and now they listen to you. And so I love that, you know, and that side of of it is, is great because it's just getting a base and an understanding so that later they can be like, ah, I remember Coach Mendo mm -hmm. said that. That's really good. And that whole notion of us being incarnate, that we're like in the, that we literally are in the flesh and that that's an important part of who we are and what, how God has made us. So helping students to see how to, to take care of that and think that through as well. 
I know that in PE and I know that in athletics that you have students stretch themselves. They have to do things sometimes they're not comfortable with and it makes them nervous. How do you engage a student when they're in a vulnerable place to help them come through and to help them see I can do this and come out the other side with confidence? Well, I'll give you a real life example. And then I'll talk about how that's played into the classroom. In the spring, our two-year-old is diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. You know, there's other families here that have a, have a kiddo that, that has that as well. And it's a hard, mm-hmm. it's a hard autoimmune disease right. that, that, to have. So through that, when Taylor got diagnosed with diabetes, you know, we had an option when we were in the ICU. We could have taken it as, okay, this is awful and why her? And you want to do that as a parent. Mm-hmm. You love your kid. But we automatically from the second we got in there into the ICU, we we said this will not be a crutch for her. This is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be so great. Is it going to stink? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Who cares? She can do it. God put her through this because she can handle it. And then this is going to be such a great avenue for her to reach other people when she's older. And so we decided to take, take it as a positive, right? Something that's incredibly hard. It's been hard on the family. Mm-hmm. But there haven't been many days where we're negative. It's just been soup. This is great. Okay. Her numbers aren't right. Great. Let's dive into it. And so how that translates to PE and to what we're doing in athletics is we dive into the hard times. We dive into the adversity because I think through that is where we can learn so mm-hmm. much. And we dive into the failure. And I think too often we want to run away from the mm-hmm. failure. If we're not great at it, if it's not our main focus or our main sport, let's just quit or let's step away or let's get frustrated with it. And to be able to teach them and say, hey, you're going to work through this. This isn't, yeah, maybe you're passionate about science or math. That's awesome. But how is this helping your math or your science or how, how is this helping you? As you know, and everybody in this community knows, how is this helping you become the individual God intends? Mm-hmm. And so I think through the adversity is where I love it. And when a kiddo comes to me with an issue, sometimes my first response is awesome. How are we going to work through this? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where we start. And then we just navigate through the through the situation. Yeah. It's a mindset to see those as opportunities, to realize God's sovereign, and to see those things as opportunities. And like you said, that doesn't mean they're just pleasant, and frequently they're not. But I really like the, the notion of you see those as opportunities to step into your student's life or even to your, your own children's life and build resiliency so that they're able to come up the other side, knowing when things get tough, how to stay the course. And to, to trust in God, right? And to know that I've established this faith. And for here, I love that it starts in pre-K, it starts mm-hmm. in kindergarten. And there's always something that they can fall back on that they have been taught in faith and in prayer through so many years that they they have that foundation. And I think it's just so valuable. Mm-hmm. My wife, uh, Paige, frequently when we'll go through whatever it happens to be, she will, I'll whine a little bit and complain and she'll like, remember God's sovereign. And why don't you ask this question? What is he teaching you through this? What is he trying to instill in you through this? Which is very similar to yeah. what you're saying. It's so powerful. Yeah, it definitely is. So um, I know you have been here is eight years. This is year eight. Okay. So eight years uh, at Bear Creek. Have you grown as a teacher? Have you grown in your understanding of the Christian liberal arts? How's that journey been? It's been amazing. And I, I give credit to to you and the admin and all of our heads of, of each division. I talk to my friends often that work at other schools. Mm-hmm. And when I tell them how much professional development we have as faculty here, they're mm-hmm 
just shocked. And in a good, I think in a way that they're almost jealous because not only is it built into our school year, mm-hmm. all the professional development where we are growing in a Christian liberal arts teaching, but it's encouraged to go beyond, mm-hmm. right? And we have so many avenues. And I can't tell you how many times I will go to other teachers and I'll go to other schools and talk to them and it's encouraged here. And I think through these eight years, especially the last, you know, four to five years, you know, that's part of our, our strategic plan. And, and, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll bounce that back to you. But just that encouragement to grow in professional development has been the biggest, biggest thing for for me as a teacher. Well, we've been super intentional about that. Appreciate you saying that. And we've created you know, a grant program to fund degrees, but that doesn't always make you a better teacher. What makes you a better teacher frequently is the stuff you do in school. So we have multiple strands running every year, as you've mentioned, to try to move you to a master teacher. And I think it it's not just a Christian liberal arts education. It's what does that mean here at Bear Creek? Mm. Because there's a specific special way that we've done mm-hmm. it here. And I think understanding and growing in that is amazing, regardless of being first or second year teacher mm. or someone who's been here for 20 years, there's an encouragement and there are avenues to grow. And I think that's been amazing for us here as, as teachers. Now we definitely wanna be a learning culture if we're gonna be about teaching kids yeah. to learn, right? Absolutely. Do you have a favorite story from basketball and maybe even a favorite story from class? Gosh, the memories of, you know, obviously pre-COVID, um, but just somehow we'd pack out the gym and those memories mm-hmm. of the, the games are so great. But I go back to just the practice time and I always tell my players for, for basketball, practice time is mine, games are yours. <laughs> and give me practices to get you guys ready. And then once the game hits, I want to be back. I want to be back in the shadows and you run the show and I want it to be about you when the lights are on. And so practice time can be tough and I'll just give you an example from this year. Mm -hmm. We had a time on the clock for a certain running drill, some running lines, and they didn't get it. So I pushed the time back. Running lines like ladders, is that? they? So they did sweet 16s, which are six sideline to sideline. And I gave them a minute five, Yeah. okay? Which I feel like it's one of those, it's easy to say as we get older, but back in my day, (laughs) you know, we did it in under a minute. Yeah, when we both walked uphill barefoot in the snow. Exactly, and so we did... A minute five didn't get it. Minute 10 didn't get it. Minute 15 didn't get it. And the side of me that wants to comfort them and love on them and says, oh, we should just stop. Mm -hmm. But what I told them is the side that wants to build your character and wants you to fight through and do something that you know you should do, Mm -hmm. I just can't let that happen and we got to keep going. And so they ran probably seven more (laughs) sweet 16s than they wanted to. And I gave them plenty of opportunities to, you know, maybe make a shot to knock one off or whatever. But I think through that, and that happens every year, every year it happens in some different way. And I always say that I think this is true in teaching and coaching and in parenting is it's a constant balance between comfort and character. Mm. And it's hard. Mm. It's hard because we want to just love on them and make it easy for, mm-hmm. for them. But we know that that's not going to create strong young men and women in the future. Right. And so during those times, I lean towards the nope. I'm doing it because I love you. And they know that. And so I think that's that would be my fun basketball story. It's just that side of it. And I think if you ask them, if you go back and ask my alumni, I think that's something that they'd appreciate from their days here. And then in the classroom, I think just constantly seeing students' hearts Mm -hmm. shine through. I'll give you an example. In our middle school, so seventh and eighth grade boys, Mm -hmm. they were playing a just a PE game of fun, you know, dodgeballs and, th- and throwing the ball around and trying to get it and tag each other. And it was awesome, super fun. Well, at the end of class, I said, okay, you guys, can we finish a couple minutes early? We want to help set up pickleball for Mrs. Weiner and the lower school kids coming in later. That's nice. And without hesitation, 
hands were shooting up. Mm-hmm. I got this and I got that and I'll take this and I'll take that. And I got to sit back as a teacher and just see these boys mm-hmm. go and take care of the lower school students and Mrs. Weiner. And it speaks to them and their progress. Mm-hmm. It speaks to their love for their experience that they had for Mrs. Weiner in the lower mm-hmm. school um, and to the kids down there that they don't have much interaction, especially with COVID, but knowing that it's bigger than them, just those moments where you see their heart just shine through. Mm-hmm. It's just those are the happy moments in, in, in teaching. Yeah, I agree. I'm teaching a little bit this year in uh, doing a, a headmaster freshman seminar. And I have noticed every, and I don't bring my A game every day. None of us brings our A game every yeah. day. And I'll bring a C or D game and they still are the sweetest kids. They'll leave the room. Thank you, Mr. Kruth, one by one. Thank you, Mr. Kruth. And just the kindness that they exhibit. Yeah, I, yeah. I can I agree with that. Yep. Are there things in your um, teaching or coaching that are your favorite parts of teaching or coaching? Are there just elements that you say, I love this. I understand the working with the students, but maybe even on a personal level, what really gets your, your, your blood going? I think the relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in basketball, it's, you think about it during the basketball season, in many ways, I'm seeing the boys more than their own parents are seeing them mm-hmm. throughout the year. Cause they're at school all day. Mm-hmm. Maybe they stay and have to get some homework done and go to practice. And then they don't get home till late and then they're studying. And so I get so much time and I, I don't take that for granted. I know what that means. Mm-hmm. And I know the importance of, as a parent, what would I want the example to be for my kids that are being coached. And Mm -hmm. so through that and through all that time together, you just build relationships. And so it's really fun at the beginning of every school year. And as it leads into the basketball season, I make an effort to go back to every one of my alumni and send a text or an email just to catch up. And it's maybe only one or two back and forth, but it's to just keep that relationship going Mm -hmm. through the years. Um, And so it's something that I try to be intentional about. And I'm sure I've missed somebody or forget to text somebody back or whatever. But um, I think those relationships are just are so fun. And it's, it's different in basketball and in teaching it just the fact that I get to teach these kiddos from fifth through 12th. And I mean, I'm doing an upper school multi-sport PE Mm -hmm. class as well, right? So I literally teach fifth through 12th. And to see that through the years, see these kids is just incredibly special. One example is I had a fifth grade class and across the way, I see some high school guys walking by. And so later I saw the high school guys and I said, "Uh, Thomas, you're a senior now. When, When did I first start teaching you? He said, fifth grade coach. And I was like, wow, I knew him at that age. And Mm -hmm. I've had the privilege of being in his life through 12th grade. And so those relationships being built through the years is just the most special part, I think, of, of being a teacher. How do they change from fifth grade to 12th grade? I mean, is there something that sticks in your mind? Oh yeah. It's so great. I can tell you when a fifth grader is ready to be a sixth grader, I can tell you the (laughs) moment and, you know, usually it's around May, maybe sometimes June, maybe earlier. Sometimes I could tell you the moment where a sixth grader is ready to be up in that middle school. I can tell you the moment when the eighth graders are done with the main building (laughs) and ready for the upper school. And I think it's super fun to see. And I could see every age. You could just tell when it's, it's like, ah, okay, they're ready. Ah, okay. They're ready. And I don't know what it is, but you could just tell as a teacher when they're ready for that next phase. And so I think seeing those so great and then walking alongside them, mm-hmm. being like, hey, you're you're almost done with this main building. How can we finish strong, get you to the upper school, you know, and it's super fun to see that. Now, do your alums stay in touch with you after they've left, especially the ones play basketball? And Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. we talk quite a bit. 
they're all over the place. They're a bunch in Texas mm -hmm. and some up here and some have gotten married and it's just, yeah, those relationships are great and, and trying to keep in touch with them is important. Yeah. So, yeah. So you continue them going even after they leave here. Yeah. 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 How about for you though? You know, you're from, you're making the decisions from the top down and obviously you're in the classroom, but not as much, I'm mm -hmm. sure as you'd like to be. Um, but how do you see that? Do you, you know, you get to see a lot of these kiddos go all the way through because you've been here for a while. Similar to what you said. I mean, it, it's interesting to see them when they are small and come up up to the front desk and like, hi, Mr. Caruth. And, and then to watch them grow and be articulate and, um, and exhibit kindness and virtue and those things to their peers and to each other. And that's really, that's really fun to watch. And you start thinking, yep, that mission is, it's starting to take hold. Lord's really doing a work in their lives through this school. And of course their families and all these other areas, but the school does play a big part in it. Huge part. Yeah. So what would we find you doing just for fun? I know you're running, doing a lot of that. Are you, are you listening to anything? Are you reading things? Yeah, so I am big on family time. And so even with my training for running, I will get up at like 4 a.m., 3.30, yeah. depending on whatever run I have for that day, because I don't want to miss time with my girls in the afternoon, right? So priority A is, is well, obviously God and family. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, yeah, it's whatever I, I have. Sometimes it's a men's league for basketball. I'm coaching all the time, which is fun. <laughs> uh, but the running, yeah, I, I've been doing so much of that. And I've tried music, mm -hmm. podcasts, and books and audiobooks is kind of where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I just just run through them because when you're putting that many hours in running, I mean, I've probably, oh gosh, 30 or 40 books I've just listened to, you know, probably more this year. But I, I love falling into a good book and you just kind of forget that you're running. Yeah, I have found Audible as well and podcast and find the same thing. It's, it's helpful yeah. when you're doing other things, but to listen to them. Yeah. Anything in particular that you're listening to lately or that a uh, book that you have read? and been like, wow, that really meant something. I think the ones that I love, I think mainly for the running and for the motivation are those motivational books. And so I've mm -hmm. read, you know, some some books of ex-military guys mm -hmm. that give their a lot on leadership and how to take ownership and a guy named Jocko who is an ex-military guy and he's written a few books on leadership and and how to one's called extreme ownership and mm -hmm. um so those books I think hit close to home being a coach and then and then working through all this running and stuff and I've jumped into some other ones uh Nathan Pettit gave me it's actually a children's Nathan our dean of middle school dean students yes our dean middle school dean yeah he's a good friend of mine he's coaches basketball with mm -hmm. me and he gave a book that he loved a series that is a it's a children's like sci-fi series hmm. and I'm finishing the book I have about 50 minutes left to listen to it I have a five mile run so I'm like this is perfect I'll just <laughs> throw it on Patrick uh when I tell you I was crying finishing this book, oh, wow. I was sobbing. On, I'm running on the road and I'm sure cars are looking at me like, what is wrong with this uh. guy? He's in a lot of pain. And I was sobbing, but it's a book that, the part of the reason I'm so excited is because my girls are almost at the age where I can start with them. Mm -hmm. So he said, read it first and then you'll be able to read it with your girls. And so even books like that, you know, I'm reading those and then eventually I'll be able to read it with my kiddos and, and kind of go through those emotions and roller coasters <laughs> as well. I just, I'm so excited for that. That's yeah. good. That's quite the repertoire from yeah. military leadership <laughs> to you crying over kids' books. Yep. It's, Yes, I am. I'm the type of guy who it's hard for me to watch a movie without crying at some part. I'm a big <laughs> sensitive guy. So <laughs> well, you strike me that way. Well, Tyler, thanks so much for taking the time today to talk about um, life, to talk about what we're doing here at the Bear Creek School to help students become the individual that God intends. And thank you for your part in that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Bear Conversations. 
a podcast of the Bear Creek School. Join me next month for another conversation with our Bear Creek faculty and subscribe to or follow our podcast to automatically receive the next episode. You can find the show notes from this episode on our website at tbcs.org podcast.